yesterday because I noticed there was a lot of river traffic in the last uh, week or so. Yeah. And I went out there and right along the trail below Oscarville to Teddy Clark, we found nine inches of ice over there, even right along the trail where you guys been driving. Even though the ice is thick over there down by Napakiak, there's a lot of varies in the river. Um that one there was nine inches in the middle of the Kusukwim, right along where they're driving below us. Yeah, below oh, us you know. yeah. So yeah. and then the, they had about a foot of snow on top. From our last measurement, and during this cold spell, the the ice only accumulated about an inch or so. It's really slow, trying to thicken up a little bit. I know we want that thicker ice so we can move around. Mm-hmm. Even the plow guys want to get out there; they're holding off. So it's like this all up and down the custom. Mark, you got anything to add? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, happy holidays, uh, Dan. Uh, thanks for uh, all your reporting uh, ever since it froze, uh, uh, watching the river in your area. I noticed, too, every place that we drilled a hole yesterday, the water comes out. You know, uh, there's a lot of lot of weight on top of the ice, the snow. Everywhere we drilled, the water comes out. You you see that down there too? You check your net lately? Yeah, when the, you know the tight the tights are half and half right now, so they're not as high as they are going up. But this uh, full of water down there is check with my ass because I'll check, uh, just went down. Turn drive up, turn back. Mm-hmm. A lot of overflow. Yeah, well, you know, overflows are pretty much dried up. That the extreme low, and uh, the water was filling up those low spots. I think I came in, but uh, 
it's uh, it's dropping up. Even the slew is dropping, so yeah. so it's safe enough. I noticed that you know usually this time of the year there's a heavy trail through Napakiak slough, you know even a truck trail, but looked like Napakiak slough was full of overflow, huh? Uh, the trouble is with this uh, ice uh, getting thick to thick to slow is so all the snow is just putting blanket uh, over the ice you know it might take longer. We got a couple uh, minus temps this coming week. It'll be helpful. Use that or melt. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'm going to go to the house. Yeah, I got a car from Eek, you know, they just smoked a trail to the back. Oh, that's good. Back trail. Good info. Yeah. Those guys always do a really good job, too. Yeah, I don't have much much to say, so. That's good, though. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'll be doing some other work. Okay, that's all I got. Thanks, Daniel. Thank Happy you. Holidays. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Happy holidays. Just looking at that long-term weather, looks like it's going to be down to negative temperatures the rest of the week, which is which will benefit yeah. the river. Mm-hmm. Daniel mentioned, uh, and Mark mentioned, the weight of the snow is impacting mm-hmm. uh, the breeze up. And earlier we were talking about, is it safe to drive 12 inches of ice? Solid ice is probably safe to drive, but we haven't, I say we're going into experimental mode right now with the weight of the snow on top of the ice. Yeah. Because it's not calculated in to the weight of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be experimenting. If people start driving, especially when you get across thinner ice, um, I don't know. Nine inches. I say hold nine inches. I heard you say nine inches. It was nine inches there. Yeah, I saw it too. Yeah. Uh, surprising, you know. But and it, I mean, for I know that people are going to start going again. Probably uh, don't stop in that area. Don't stop and talk to another vehicle in that area. Uh, We're talking between Teddy Clark Slough and Oscarville. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. When, when if you're moving. Keep moving, going. Like yep. when I what I saw yesterday was from Teddy Clark's on down to Napakak. It was all like like Dan said, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. That the reason that uh, is thinner is during the freeze up process. That was the big hole. Yeah. It stayed mm-hmm. open for a long time. We're, we're, that's one of the areas that we're beginning to see it, it doesn't freeze. Mm-hmm. Freeze up very quick. Sometimes it's a smaller hole, or just, but this time it was huge. It was it's almost all the way across. It's the similar river. to some of the areas that we see further up river, like Coffees and yeah. Upper in the Kuskokwak, where there's a narrow spot up above, and it jams up in there and then stays open below it. Yesterday, the they're, I think they're having a dog race this weekend. The race manager asked us to take measurements in front of Bethel, so we measured from uh, Crowley up to Boat Harbor. And the ice in front of Bethel, which is usually thicker, you know, because it's calmer mm-hmm. and there's a lot of traffic keeping the snow packed down. 
The ice in front of Bessel is still only 13 to 15 inches. Uh, it's not so yeah. much. Yeah, and if, if the vehicles start coming down towards the dock, dock. Yesterday, <coughs> yesterday I did a little test holding right around the Muskeg in front of town. Where they, uh, where they come out of the shortcut. My first hole there was 12 inches. The second hole was going towards the Kusukum was 14 inches. Mm-hmm. So it's similar than the last test. It's not growing, but we got to be patient. It'll eventually yeah. get there. That, that and and not too long from now, the bogus in the K K300 is going to be happening. Yeah, r- yeah. Um, we we did an aerial survey two days ago, and part of the survey is there's there's some guys from Antioch that want to come down and get their snow machines and bring them home, and they want to go through Bogus and get on the tundra and go cross country to Antioch. So we made a point of uh, flying through Bogus and looking at it uh, best we could from the air, uh, and already I, Bogus is always. Uh, has a problem with overflow early in the season, and it was really clear on that flight that there's there's more overflow with all the snow. There's also yeah. above Akiak, there, there's a lot more snow uh, than than this lower river part. Uh, so overflow is the word now, the, the watchword now. Besides open water and thin ice, we gotta throw in overflow. And what I noticed too along the trail, I could see some parts where the four wheelers are, you know, making their tracks and water coming through the snow underneath. Mm-hmm. So there's still water pockets underneath the snow. Yeah, you know that that makes it hard for people because, you know, over the years we've watched more and more people get four wheelers, you know, because you can use a four wheeler all year round, you know, if they have to make a choice in what to buy more mm-hmm. and more four-wheeler traffic during winters. Uh, and that when there's too much snow or o- overflow, tough going with a four-wheeler. Heck, uh, have we hear from the, the trail between here and Aku, Akula villages, like at we, we did make a point. You know, usually when we first take off from Bethel, we follow the trail west of Bethel to Akula. Uh, we did follow it. It was very poor visibility that day. Um, but it looked like, you know, you could still see most of the tripods. And on some of the lakes, they do have willow markers going across the lakes. I don't think it, every lake is marked, especially further west. Um, it looked like a lot of traffic. But then... That very same day after we got back, we heard that somebody fell in back there, mm. uh, this side of Otmarlok. So that snow is hiding a lot of stuff, you, you know. Yeah, there, there's there's creeks that that stay open for a long time, and uh, if if the, the what what I want to tell people is if you don't know the area. Don't travel that way. Um, and if you do travel, stay on the trail. Mark trails. Um, because there's sloughs in some areas that, you know, there's air pocket underneath the ice where it froze. 
mm-hmm. and then it doesn't get thick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with the snow, it's making it difficult to find these little creeks. You can mm-hmm. easily run over one and find yourself mm-hmm. in trouble. And even some of yep. them, uh, see if you've, you've seen this before, they freeze, you know, freeze enough to cross, but then when they get a heavy layer of snow over them, they open back up underneath. Mm-hmm. Yep, when the water drops, you know, the ice will stay that thick, and, and underneath it will be water, um, and it's not mm-hmm. safe. There, there was there was an accident in in the Bristol Bay area when one of the pilots it, it broke through and didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that can happen, you know, up just about to anybody. So there's da- there's that type of danger too that that we need to. Uh, be careful of listen, listen to listen to the ice listen to where you're traveling problem like is we travel with noisy machines now <laughs> <laughs> you know last week we had at um, search and rescue holiday dinner and uh, Nels Alexi came and boy I enjoyed listening to him talk about uh, having to go out with by dog team you know and look for planes down planes you know Back in those days, planes mm-hmm. didn't have anything. He said some of those guys, all the all the pilots had was a compass, and if they had a little engine trouble, but they were all on skis, you know. So they have they have a little engine trouble. They did just land somewhere and, and wait for somebody to find them. And uh, it was really really good listening to them tell stories about that. And you know, with the dog team, I don't think anybody ever got lost. I don't know. think I don't. I've never heard. Anybody getting lost? That's one of the questions I asked my father-in-law. I said, "What did you do when f- people got lost years back?" He said, "They never got lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they just traveled with their dog team. Was whatever they, wherever they went, they brought them back. Yeah, yeah. They had a camp. They had a camp. They just get up and go again. And they always had what they needed yep. to camp. Yeah, yeah. Prepared. Yeah. Those when we talked to the kids in the schools, we uh, always mentioned that you know. We're we're like the our our age group is like the first totally snow machine generation, like the generation before us, the guys that trained us, they were still in the dog team generation and, and slowly switched to snow machines. Mm-hmm. So we were trained by those guys that were always prepared. You mm-hmm. know, we we have a caller online, Nikolai from Oscarville. Oh. Good afternoon. Merry Christmas. Good afternoon, Sam. There's our guy. Mike. Happy holidays. Yeah, you too. <laughs> yeah, um, I have a question. When are you, when, when will you guys be able to plow the river? Good question. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when we, when people ask us that, we say, when the river lets us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to, yeah, we, when you guys go, you going to check the ice though first. We're we're checking it pretty much every day, but if there okay. isn't much change in the weather, maybe we don't change check it for a couple of days. But mm-hmm. we're watching this colder weather that's coming, and we're going to be really checking it after after that. 
Yeah, we need a we need a few more inches, two maybe four or five more inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're planning to have a, a Slavic and Oscarville uh, this year. Oh, did you guys open your new church? Uh, it's open, but uh, we still need to work on the inside. Mm. We haven't uh, done done the inside yet. Wow. When our father wants to come over and have service, he comes by and uh, we don't have our service whenever he comes over to the Oscar. Well, it's really nice to see that church from as you come down the river just sticking up out of your little village. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad too. Earl? I was going to ask Mark maybe just explain a little bit uh, what kind of thickness are we looking at before we get out to plow the river? <sighs> Just top secret. <laughs> <laughs> General, two feet, three feet. Uh, so, sometimes we go even though we don't really want to go, but it's worked out. We're very careful, and we have a Every year we add new things to our toolbox to check the ice. Um, you know, we, we invested in that ice radar some years ago, uh, and that thing has become very valuable to us. You know, just like, remember when GPS first came? It takes a while to trust this technology, but we found after a while that it's very accurate, and instead of just drilling holes every tenth or two-tenths of a mile and checking the ice now, we're able to watch the ice thickness continuously, continuously. We know how thick it is, and it's very reassuring for the guys in the heavy equipment. You know, we all have radios, and we, we're always talking, and I'm always giving them the ice thickness. And if I don't, if they don't hear from me every couple minutes, they'll ask me, how thick is it? <laughs> uh, so that's... Um, yeah, when you see us out there, you'll know that it's thick enough. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's another uh, sandbar building up, uh, you know, where, was, uh, uh, where we uh, set our nets above us. Mm-hmm. And um, towards that, uh, that, yeah. that uh, yeah. small island mm-hmm. between it, there's a... Uh, um, um, some kind of um, much on top, you know. It's, it's growing uh, maybe two years now. Mm. Yeah, when I go, no, when I go by boat, I normally uh, stay close to the sand uh, uh, island and go up. Then, if you go to that main river, you have to go towards the other side of that uh, on that. Uh, Side of that uh, bank of the river by uh, Beth, uh, above us, mm-hmm. there's a handball going down towards uh, maybe uh, that the main river on the left side if you go down. Mm-hmm. And, that, that, and it's what is happening there is, and uh, the, I noticed the channel is getting narrower there, even though it looks wide with that sandbar mm-hmm. developing. Mm-hmm. The, the channel is not very wide right there, and those barges come really close 
into that cut bank going up on the right side, mm. and they switch over to uh, over to Nico Nick side. So I bet you someday that's going to form an island right there. Yeah. It's a shallow right now. And going yeah. through there, you can tell how the ice, and maybe later when the ice drops, it'll have waves in it. That means the ice is sitting on the sandbar, mm. right? Whatever he's talking about, and and then uh, when the water gets high, that particular area it just fills up with water. I was going to ask Nikolai, uh, um, are you keeping track of that ice right below you guys, or are you just leaving um, it up to other people? Because when we went out there, where the where that hole was open all late in the winter, yeah, we found nine inches of ice out there. Almost going all the way across in the in the middle of the river and where they were driving. Yeah, and there's another sandbar growing in that small uh, by Sunshine through on um, Main River. You have to go go close to that uh, by Oscarville, go down then where Nickel Nick Fish Camp is. You have to go straight across to that on another. Uh, to that bank, that uh, sandbar is going towards downriver. Hmm. I remember that used to be, uh, you know, you could probably uh, half a mile across, mm-hmm. and now it's it's eroding. It's probably a mile across right there now, or, or yeah. a quarter mile. A lot of erosion on the Oscarville side, Nick hmm. side. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that our sandbar is going downriver in front of us. It's almost uh, close to that uh, church, below the church now. There used to be a really good fishing eddy (laughs) right above Oscarville, and it's gone now. And that's because of that channel cutting across what Mm. Nikolai was talking about. There's two channels now, and that eddy is washed out. Yeah. Well, uh, um, I have. Uh, can you, uh, <laughs> Nicolai, can you look, how are people traveling um, Oscarville to Bethel? The land trail yet and, and the Kusherkum? Um, just, um, it's, it's the same road going up. Um, nowadays, they're using that middle part from Nikoni going up straight. To that uh, where that uh, bank is above those fish camp, uh, they're using the trails, not on the mainly, mainly on the main river now. Okay. Going, not going that uh, towards that right left side, going up by the trees. How about that land trail? I know there's that uh, creek that's open for a long time. Is that marked off so people can go around it on the power um, line trail uh, along the power line? Back to them, yeah, on yeah. the back to it. Be- between Bethel and yeah, Oscarville, it's a good, uh, Gnu Hatwani, Polet, Nun, Tumia Kaula, Tamatman. Yes, Tamakuni, same trail, but actually, nowadays, uh, they go straight to that, uh, Nan, uh, Brahmachan, go straight going across. Um, I think that small creek is closing up right now, and um, they're going shortcuts. 
Yeah, I know that's a very dangerous spot. I've known several people who try to go across mm-hmm. there and covered with snow, and they end up going uh, going to pull their snow machines out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially those wind currents um, under, underneath the main river. Nowadays in Tundra, some of that uh, that current's not too fast, you know. It'll freeze up, and uh, it'd be it's better than the main river. I normally uh, follow those trails, but I haven't gone behind Oscarville yet. Only Main River. Hmm. Thank you. Nikolai. Yeah? I have one more question before you go. How's your Maqaivik? <laughs> Man, he has like the, one of the biggest Maqaiviks I've ever seen. Really <laughs> no, it's getting older. I need to uh, make a new one. <laughs> How's those uh, which that you guys selling? Ah, uh, call me, call me. We gotta talk about the river. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll call you then. Okay, yeah, see you. Kind of going out of order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a good uh, holiday and uh, especially uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. All of you guys. Likewise, thank, thank you. you. Koyana. All right. Yeah. Just going to point out there, no river traffic, no truck traffic yet on. I've seen no truck traffic on the river the last three days. Mm-hmm. And it, just because of the snow buildup on it. People are waiting waiting, to some, waiting for someone to break a trail. And once that trail is out, it's no stopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's... Uh, when usually when the snow machines start packing the snow down, then they'll they'll start using that that trail, and the snow machiners yeah. don't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tear up the trail. I'd yeah. like to hear from Quislick, you know, how they're doing up there. Mm-hmm. If anybody and from Quislick call in and give us a report on how it's freezing up in front of town and how they're traveling down to Bethel. Akiak, Akiak, the Tuluksak. Yeah, all over. Uh-huh. Normally they're traveling between these villages, but they're not. Mm-hmm. No trail from what we saw from the air. No trail above Akiak to Tuluksak. You know, only only the guys checking their Deluyaks. Um, all the traffic between Tuluksak and and downriver is going okay. through the Akichuk. There we go. All right, we, the, we have a uh, caller, Mike from Tuluksak. Uh, yeah, I, I heard you, you already <laughs> announced about uh, the trail. You know that I don't even have to call you. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We had to fill up the air, you know, nobody. Uh, I know you had to already. Okay, tell, tell us. <laughs> yeah, but those, uh, you know that. You seen that big open below Tuxac mm-hmm. by Miss um, Wixlu all the way down almost reached down. That was mm-hmm. your big. You know, you know, you seen it on the air. Yeah, but it when it closed. It 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 might close, but you know, it this snow. Uh-huh. It it doesn't really uh, let it uh, freeze that fast yeah. when it when we have snow like that. Yep. And uh, there's, I heard, I don't, I don't, I never go by uh, 
above that cat, but I heard there's another big hole around around Jownock area around there somewhere. Yeah, there's between Jownock and Reindeer Slough. There's oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, okay. That bill straight away. Yeah, that it was one long one, but it turned into two now. It, there's ice in the middle, and it's up against the cut bank side. What about that one by, uh, by uh, the island of uh, Andus, and then all the way behind? You know where Joe boys used to have fish camp? Yeah. Be all the way. You know that always it's always open that area by Joe boys, but this year it was longer uh-huh. all the way uh-huh. by. Uh, by that. All the way up to Andus and past. Yeah, but that's why some, even they call me, I never answer my, I just, there's, I just tell them there's no trail, truck trail yet. It won't be, they won't have a truck trail till, I, I don't know if we'll even have one. I don't it's know. looking like that. Yeah. That, when we, when we flew day before yesterday? Yeah. That, like you said, it's snow ice though. From Joe, yeah. from Joe boys all the way up had closed. I was surprised, uh, but and then there's still one large open hole up against the west bank across Andu's Island. Oh yeah, west and uh, that east, yeah. both of them. Damka, it's not safe to travel by that uh, that that Kuskokwim. Mm-hmm. I just know about that. Uh, that trail that goes uh, towards Akutuk, that Akutuk trail across there. Yeah. Can you, and, uh, can you tell us about that open hole right there by the trail and what you guys I did? never go down, uh, but Nick Clay and a couple of boys today went to go close it with uh, willows. Yeah. So uh, 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 these willows, they don't just grow on the ice, you know that. <laughs> I wish they do. Where there's open holes, it would have it been easier for the search and rescues not to go work on the holes. Yeah, I, I, I was, when we were flying, I, there was a snow go going to that Akichuk Trail, and I, I told the pilot, let's circle, let's walk. The, the back trail? Yeah, back trail. And yeah, Nikolai and Hotok had made a fence. You know? Yeah, yeah, that was, I was very glad uh, when they make that fence, because I never go that way yet. Yeah. Uh, I never even go check the, the, where we go up by, uh, Akichuk Trail. The um, uh, if, if they hear people, uh, please don't make, uh, if you're gonna check the trail, please check the, uh, ice, with ice pick. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and, that's what I always do when we make trail. We, we check it with ice pick. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, and uh, tell them that I need to get a little bit of 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 a little Chiku Lugu, Billy, who in Octon Billy or a Langer, or make your own trail where it's not uh, safe. Good, what to my good, uh, 
I know you understand, keep understanding me what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you have a question, Tori? I, I just wanted to point out, a lot of times somebody will make a trail with a faster moving snowmobile. Yeah. And it always, yeah. They always remind me of the, the slow guy that always gets into trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is Earl. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that back trail, you know, that it's the only trail that uh, boys uh, been using. And if if somebody happened to want to make that trail in Kuskokwim, if they keep checking it with ice pick or chainsaw and just and then uh, mark the trail, a good trail, mm-hmm. yeah. a couple of reflectors that. Uh, like that light one, not that blue one, but I think the uh, light one and the red one is good or what? Yeah, that are the colors, color that the good that uh, white is for the trail. Yeah, the that, trail that, yeah, one. yeah. Those blue, blue, that's the water, open water. Yeah, nothing written about that. that. That's rough trail. And then there's a green one. Uh, that means that there's shelter somewhere, some place close. Yeah, yeah. Okay, can cut Natuya <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a good Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, it's, it was good to hear from from Tulukzak. Mm-hmm. I'd like to commend those guys out there because we're getting fewer and fewer people that want to get out and mark those water holes mm-hmm. or even mark the trails. It's I don't know. It's maybe people are just depending on us too much, and we don't see the numbers like we used to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. I'd like to encourage the younger generation to get involved. Uh, younger adults, you know, if you're if you want to learn the area, there's no better place to get involved to go yep. mark your trail. And, and one good thing about it is you'll know the conditions, mm-hmm. how thick the ice is. You'll know where the holes are at. You'll know how to go to, from A to B safely. Mm-hmm.
really good point, yeah. And uh, it's one of the best things you can do to help. Uh, and you'll, you'll never even know how many lives you, you save by right getting there. out there and mark. You'll never know, but it's one of the best things you can do. And it's just putting up a few willows is much, much easier than looking for somebody in the water under the ice. That's for sure. How how's how's that uh, uh, Pavala Island, that that area? Uh, have we looked? Uh, have you guys looked at it? Yet? Yeah, well, that was one of the first places we looked right after freeze up because there's usually some kind of open water in that area, and last year it was very large. You, you, yeah, we spent a, a good mm-hmm. day marking it, and that's the magic of the river. It's a, every year different. Mm-hmm. There was no open water there this year. It was packed in pretty good. In fact, the whole Bethel area, immediate Bethel area, was froze much better than than previous years. Uh, there, there, there was uh, a pretty large one right by uh, Church Slough, right right in front. Yeah, this year. Right, that that I noticed outside the lower end. It was long and narrow. And th- there, here's an example. Yeah, Charles Guest went up there by himself and marked it all by himself. Mm. And then not long after, it f- did freeze over. But th- so, but then it snowed on top of it. Oh. We have no idea how thick it is, but th- it is marked. Stay out of that area. We we have a caller online, uh, oh, Daniel Alexi from Kuisluk. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um I'm from Kushuk. I'm a Kushuk Search and Rescue member. Um, tell me that Kuskokwak we still never knocked or marked uh, open holes because the uh, snow covered, but we will try our best going up to Kuskokwak and uh, mark those holes. <clears throat> okay, good. Yeah, we, when we flew... Two days ago, that that one at the upper end has gotten a lot shorter. You know, when we mm-hmm. f- when we first looked at it, it was bank to bank. Uh, mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of room at the lower end between the cut bank and the hole, and uh, it's probably just a matter of time before somebody makes a trail through there. So uh, it'd be real good if you guys can get that marked soon. Um. Yes, yes, please. Um, Alex, we didn't go up to when Charlie went there. Um, <clears throat> there. He said there was no trails, no trails down any. Um, there were, um, probably we'll try tomorrow. If we don't busy, we'll go to tomorrow or some someday next week after Christmas, uh, we ran out uh, of blue reflectors. Um, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, same yeah. to you. If you need help, let us know. Um, if you need reflectors, let us know. Uh, we'll get them to you. We'll bring them up yeah. to you. Uh, you know Charlie Nicklaus number, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because we ran out, we used to um, down below, I mean, up here in Quicklick River. 
Yeah, boy, you guys had big open water right in front of town, huh? Yep. It it froze over though, huh? But thin. Probably any, the uh, snow. Yeah. Probably the it? snow covered. How thick is it in front of Queenslook right there? How thick is the ice? Uh, I never, I never go down yet. Um, but they do um, they make a trail on their site. Um, they never go through those um, marked mark poles. Mm-hmm. Right along the bank, right in yes. front of the village. Yeah. So there's a lot of them. And the trucks were coming and going by that old airport road down there. Outside, yes, uh, I think I, I think they do. I don't think anybody's driving now. No, no, no. So. no. <clears throat> um, I want to ask uh, or Mark, is it Mark? Yeah. Are they still suspect uh, at uh, Church Slough? Uh, let me pitch in a little bit. On the uh, Church Slough one, we were using the uh, sonar... The, uh-huh. under, the underwater sonar we used to find the young boy from Marshall here. Mm-hmm. We went up last uh, week and a half ago. We we spent three days up there, and then uh, it got cold out. The little sonar, when it gets down below 10, 10 above, it doesn't work too well, we noticed, and it's got some temperature limitations on it. Like right now, it's a little bit too cold. Uh, we and then when we were gonna go up the other day when this warm spell got to got to us, but the w- water conditions were too dangerous to get up there. The overflow mm-hmm. was too deep, so we decided to hold off until we can get some better traveling conditions, uh, where no one can you know fall in the overflow. Safety first, so we decided well we'll just wait till it drains out. When we can get up there safely, we'd like to get up there and spend a few more days up there looking around with that underwater sonar. Uh-huh. Um, so that's we're just on a hold right now until it gets a little warmer weather. Right. And I think if we get some good temperatures, 15 to 20, without overflow, even 30 degrees would be all right. It would be a good time to get back up in there and punch a few holes, and start searching again. Right okay. Now, right now, we're just uh, holding off right now. Okay. Oyana, and have a good day. Oh, Thank you. Hey, Merry Christmas. Really Merry Christmas from Quisluk. Uh, Earl, uh, you want to add to what uh, Earl, I mean, Mark, you want to add to what Earl was saying uh, about, about that sonar, that that we have down at the Search and Rescue building. Uh, yeah, really, Earl is, is the expert. He, he could talk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how this came about, I was in Anchorage last month, and, uh, and I, every now and then I like to go and see what's new in technology. And if Camellus, Bass Pro, they'll have new technology. They want you to buy it. Lower 48 guys are really big on fishing for bass or different times of fishing. Mm-hmm. And then with this modern technology come in and, and they could they come up with a multiple transducers to where they put it all together and come up with a live imaging sonar. And 
it's still a sonar. You got to understand how a sonar works. It's kind of like a flashlight. You shine it, and then you'll still got the shadows, and uh, you can see the holes, and you can see images. You can see uh, targets that are out of interest out there. And that, that's where this came from. And when I saw that, I said, "Man, this is what we need." Eventually, we're going to need it, and convinced the Bethel Search and Rescue guys to purchase one. Got it, got it here right before Thanksgiving, and it took three days to study the manual. Mm. You know, a couple hours a day. Yeah. Learning how to set it up, turn it on, go to the search mode you want because it's got three different modes on it. It's portable. All you have to do is drill a hole, and then put your transducer in the water and shoot a beam out right or left or around you, um, pick up targets of interest, mm-hmm. and, and that's one of the ways we found the young boy from Marshall. Uh-huh. So we we drilled uh, um, holes every uh, 20 feet from the bank, and I noticed within 50 feet out was not so not so good, but 50 feet in was actually pretty good. You could see Clear. trees, Clear. you could see stumps, and we learned to identify different um, objects like the weeds growing. But you definitely can pick up a tree underwater, a stump underwater. Uh, the, que- the church slew one is a longer search area, so it was taking us a little longer because the uh, we're from this, if we hear where the one guy swam ashore to where they found the boat and the other person, you're looking at a couple of miles mm-hmm. right there, you know. And, I, and how, we're, how we conducted the search is similar to how we did it on front of Bethel. Every 25 to 50 feet holes, and if a target of interest, a little closer. Uh, so you might see a lot of holes. I know people were asking us, what are you doing on the custom equipment? Are you testing the ice? I said, yeah, we're just testing the ice. <laughs> you know, um, but it, in reality, we're actually looking for that target. And mm-hmm. We went over by the uh, Boat Harbor, uh, Brown Slough, uh, downstream from there. And there was this one section I, I had. I didn't forget about it. I just needed to get back in there before I went further down the stream, down to Kusukum, and we went back out uh, out the boat harbor and started working our way down, same technique, mm-hmm. and our last hole went to the brown slough and p- picked up a target of interest, and that's where he was. So, um, grateful that we found him, uh, saddened, saddened that he's not here with us, and condolences to the family, but uh, grateful that we were able to get a find and he was able to make his way home yeah we put we put in quite a bit of hours on that search a lot of hours yeah it, it took me almost just three and a half days using that sonar mm-hmm. learn how to use it i'm trying to teach a young boy at bethel bsart how to take it over mm-hmm. uh but it's complicated you got to be like a computer whiz, and you got to be knowledgeable how to read a sonar, read the images. It, it takes a while. You got to adjust your eye to uh, identify a target of interest, and if anything that looks of interest, check it. And we, if we like up 
what we were doing is drilling several holes, and you could measure the distance by using your ice auger. You'll see the ice auger come through the ice on the sonar, and then you could uh, go right or left or further or closer, um, and you could go right over a target by just making several holes and watching your ice or pole it. Mm -hmm. We've been using poles going down. Okay, if it's it'll if you hear a large tap on it, that most likely is a stump tree. Uh, log. Um, several though we had trouble up there, uh, couldn't get down underneath the tree. And I, there's still targets of interest. Um, eventually we hopefully get back up in there. It's a, one in shallow water, one in deep water. I think Akachuk guys checked the one in the shallow water. I'm not sure if they ruled it out or not, but there's still one that's further upstream that we were like kind of got to figure out how to get underneath it. Mm. But uh, still, I figured at the rate we were going, I figured at least we need at least three good solid days to search from where the debris was found to up where, above where the the guy swam to shore. Mm -hmm. It's almost like two bins. So it's, it's slow, but it, you know, you gotta be patient. Yeah. Yep. That's that's one that's one of the things uh, that uh, searching for a body taught me was patience, because I have very little bit of it, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it it taught me. Yeah. You gotta be patient. Yeah, we're very grateful to Earl and his crew for their dedication and and persistence. You know when. A, I first went down there and I saw all those holes. I said, man, they've been monocking like crazy around here. <laughs> and then I saw her way down there. Uh, yeah. It's a... Uh, Garmin puts it out. And if you Google Garmin Live Scope, and it'll come up with a... They got a fishing bundle. There, there's a newer model. We got the older model. The newer one is a little bit more expensive, but it has all the tools you need to set it up and even a better battery. The battery might be a problem getting it out to Bethel, but I'm yeah. hearing it's doable, uh, can be, air freighted. Um, Akichuk, I think, is trying to get one. I think Quichuk's trying to get one, and I hope they do. It'll. If we had two or three of these, they're simple. Once you understand them, drill a hole and search. Um, that would help us out. We, if we had two or three of these, we probably would have been done already. Mm -hmm. You know, just takes a little patience and training them, setting them up, and understanding. Um, Thirty-five hundred bucks. You know, I think the best the one Bethel got already paid for itself. Just what we did so far. Mm -hmm. It's amazing the technology we have now to work with. You know, all my life. Especially when I was a kid, I wanted to know what the bottom of the river looked like. Now we can see it. You know. The other one is that drone. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Charles let me fly it the other day. We were looking at open water. Man, I, I, or immediately I could see how we could have used it many times in in the past. You know that that drone technology. And there. There's also that uh, the torpedo mm -hmm. that that the search and rescue has here. 
have have we tried it? Earl's the expert on that too. <laughs> I'm not really up to speed on it, but I hear it's here in Bethel, and that too is going to take training. Mm-hmm. I do believe they got it a little late in the season to, to uh, have the. There was a the lady that came last year. She mm-hmm. was going to volunteer her time to come and train the Bethel boys, and then uh, that one there would work great in the summertime. And I remember the the one up in um, the four wheeler accident up there. In, Kuskokwak. They did. They tried the torpedo one. It took a lot of manpower. We had to dig the dig these trenches out. Oh yeah. And it it took a lot of manpower. And we right. towed that guy around with that uh, Argo. Ah. So he could get you know, us. And we had to keep it at a certain speed. Yeah. It's. Um. They're great for searching mm-hmm. for people or objects. We have a caller online, Yvonne from Bethel. Good afternoon. Hi, look. Hi, classmate, buddy. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I'm with Earl on that uh, technology and searching, but big, big square to do that volunteer and help us. Without manpower and people power, it, it can't be done. And more than once, Earl say, we're, we're getting old. We need to teach these young people. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and uh, Earl's been doing that, and I uh, think those people that are willing to learn. And uh, I agree with Earl, uh, as soon as the conditions give us green light, we'll be at it again, and... Uh, we uh, appreciate all the volunteers and help we get. The more people power, the more search area opens up. And uh, that's all I'll say about that. And uh, the biggest question for those people that help. Uh, but anyway, back to uh, conditions. A lot of powder snow, even uh, behind my house. To Hager Lake, uh, I got my snowgo trail, but, uh, you know, we've been getting it, all the snow settles in in the trees and on the snow machine trails. I would try to go, I try to go to the Hanger Lake. Uh, I was almost there till I hit uh, where all the snow collects on the south, and I couldn't make it. I had to come back and go down the road and... Uh, <laughs> Go use that Akachuk Hagerlick, uh, uh, snow machine trail. But, uh, I had shovel and, uh, actually I was looking for a blackfish north and, uh, I came upon this, uh, Bulaya, uh, winter trail. And I was already too late and I forgot about the south end of it. And there was a big drift. And, uh, I did get stuck but I had a shovel. And I had to go reverse, and that's how snow, that's how deep the powder snow is, mm-hmm. three to two feet, and it gets deeper in the trees where the trees are. And without that shovel, I, I, I would not make, I had to go reverse, I, uh, like I mentioned, and we think I had shovel, even underneath the snow that, uh, there's ice underneath that snow, that powder snow. 
on the trail, on the snow machine trail. Hmm. So see. there was no traction there, but I uh, got out and, uh, and what I'm noticing on the big lakes, Hanger Lake, the North Lakes, there's overflow on them too. Mm-hmm. So even those, uh, what we call grassy areas and all the drains, those are dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I hope the people avoid those and, uh, Maybe the biggest thing is uh, use the buddy system and bring a rope, shovel. Ice pick. Yeah, ice pick. And uh, most of all, bring uh, use the right kind of clothing. That, uh, like snow machine suits are mostly made of nylon. And I don't, I know there's, they uh, make uh, waterproof car hearts now, but... Uh, all this powder snows in the back drafts, you will get wet. Mm-hmm. You're planning to go a long distance, so, uh, be aware of the clothing you use, and if you do get stuck alone, I recommend bringing, uh, waterproof matches and even your walkie-talkie to VHF and your headlight or what you call flashlights. And if you happen to get stuck, be prepared for that, and that's how the conditions are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recommend the buddy system. And on the river, uh, yeah, Mark, no heavy equipment. Yet. Why I say that, I uh, made a hole and I moved my net out, and on the net, on the end of the net, water started coming out of the hole, and, uh, I finally checked it yesterday after three days, and them holes were not frozen. Mm-hmm. But on that end of the net where the channel is, uh, there was slush beneath, there was water beneath that snow, yeah. so that water was still coming out of the, the channel hole, net hole. And, and they, they weren't even frozen. So the snow was acting like a big, big insulator and, I wouldn't meant full-size pickup travel on the river. If you're doing that, you're taking big risks. Mm-hmm. I recommend using snow machines. Even with snow machines, you uh, bring shovel and long rope. Why I say that, you can always unhitch your uh, sled and toboggan and switch your rope and pull from wherever you're stuck. So, uh, yeah, break that trail. Yeah. Okay, Merry Christmas, guys, and oh, happy yeah. to hear you guys on the radio. Thanks, Yvonne. Thank Merry you, Christmas. thank you. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. You too. We got a question for Yvonne. Oh, oh hey, well, I got a whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yvonne, you mentioned the uh, Hanger Lake and the overflow on the edge. You, yeah. Is that from the uh, weight of the snow that's pushing the ice down and letting the ice seep through the cracks and stuff? Is that correct? Uh, the same as on the river right now. The weight of the snow is on the river. It's causing overflow on the side where it's going to back up in the sloughs from the beach to the shore that's backing up. And same thing as on the lakes, the crack on the lakes. So uh, the crack on the lakes. So uh, it's good to uh, be aware of that. Even on the big big lakes, there's overflow right now. 
even the sloughs, I noticed that the sloughs had uh, water. Yeah. Snow. Yep. <clears throat> it's, they are uh, deep. And the overflow you see on the rivers, they're deep. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are big red flags and dangers and uh, make it more complicated that we're having overcast skies and everything looks the same and the snow is covering up the danger spots. Mm-hmm. And one thing the snow machiners, don't knock over them snow machine markers. They're important. That's the only thing like you could see on overcast days like this. And that's the way to stay on the trail and don't knock them over. Even if you run one over, it only takes a few minutes to stick it back up. Yeah. Yep. I want to thank you, Yvonne, for helping oh. out and uh, giving us this advice. And you are very helpful in helping me out there, so I appreciate it. And all the people in the Delta. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. A mark? Dave, travel to everybody and travel sober. Uh, Yvonne? Yeah? Uh, Mark's got a question for you. Well, I didn't have so much as questions as just the points that he makes. Boy, they're very good and they always make me think, yeah. Shovel. I added a shovel to my own snow machine uh, last week. The snow snow is getting too much and ha- just having a the simple tool of a shovel can really help you. Um, the overflow on the lakes, yeah. Um, that I was going to mention that after Mike Napoka called in that we've been getting reports even on all the back trails. That back trail from Akichuk to Tulks, like they're hitting overflow in the lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that another very good, good important point that he made. Okay, we're talking about overflow and people getting stuck. If yeah. You take your sled off. If you get stuck, take your sled off. You could usually get your your snow go out on its own, uh, and then, like you mentioned, hook onto your your sled with a rope from dry ground and pull it out. If you can't get your snow go out, you know, if if you're able to, you flip your snow go on its side, clean clean all the slush out of the undercarriage, pack slush down in, in the overflow, pack it down and flip your snow go right side up and mm-hmm. try go and pack, you, pack you out can. in front of it yeah. if you can somebody snow goes pretty heavy now <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh, yeah, one thing i forgot right. to mention the trees in the the trails uh, where we have trees on the trail on the snow machine trail the the snow sticking to the trees so it they're closing them, and it's good to have an axe and yeah. axe mm-hmm. and it yeah. don't take long just to walk up and uh Cut that tree down and uh, uh, go ahead with the uh, wh- where you're going. Trail breaking. Trail breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Trail breaking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Nak pas kaya Ivan. Yeah. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And we have another caller online, Mary from Tuluksak. Good afternoon. Yeah. Good afternoon. Yeah, thou could search and rescue a hut to be able Wishing them a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and keep up your good work. Be tatum tunumiak laram tetuski. And, um, also to Mark, Mark Larry, um, Years ago, I don't know how many years ago, 
they had a um, uh, fundraiser. They were doing it at AC, and I bought only one ticket for a truckload of wood. It was for search and rescue. And then I won a truckload. And Mark Leary himself, a year after that, he brought them here out by the house and come in the house. And I was so happy I called him my Santa because <laughs> it was maybe in jet. I don't remember what month or end of December or January. I called him my Santa <laughs> and, um, as when he come in our house, he said, if I'd known, no, I had, or you had, uh, adult sons, I wouldn't have chopped all that wood out there. <laughs> he made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. This is com coming from me and, and, Family from Tulaxak, Koyana. Koyana, Kwaskaya, Yeah, Merry Christmas. yeah. Merry all right. Christmas. And we have another caller online, Warren, from here in Bethel. Good afternoon. Hi, uh, yeah, thanks for talking about the river watch and the river conditions. Um, I'm just calling to do an announcement that uh, our uh, basketball association is going to be hosting. Uh, Basketball games starting uh, Christmas Eve all the way through uh, New Year's Eve, and there's going to be lots of travel from uh, different teams from uh, pretty much every village around here. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully, like, uh, all the trails are marked. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about that uh, situation, but uh, I know there's no truck trail. Um so most of the teams will be traveling by snow machine. Thank you, Warren, and Merry Christmas. I'm happy you guys are doing that because we need activity. You know, these long nights, people get out. They need to burn off that energy. It gives uh, people something to do. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah and uh, it was, um, uh, we started uh, this organization two years ago. We're slowly growing. We expanded out to Anchorage. We're going to do uh, events out in Anchorage. Uh, we're planning on a Ferrandi event over there. And then, um, like, we're... So the main goal this year is to fundraise for the youth of the uh, lower Kuskokwim area to send them off to uh, Phoenix uh, for an event called uh, the Native American Basketball Invitational. And we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be scouting out uh, players from uh, the LKSD and YSD school district. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll be we'll be in the game attendance and checking out which players uh, we want to put on this team. Warren. Yeah. You make me smile listening to you. When you were a little guy, I never knew you'd grow up to be such a good talker and do so many good things to help our young people. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep, I remember going to class with you in Kalskag. So <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Warren. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ah, uh, ko yana ni. Ah, kuto kayaga kayaga kuto kuluting pilit. the main thing kan kan kuto this snow. This snow. Um. The truck trucks are out of the question right now out there because the plowers can't get on it. Even snow machining right now is is risky. So, like what some of the guys have brought up, bring tools, shovel, axe, ice pick, rope. Make sure you have those and tarp. It's one of the things that you are going to need when when you're stuck out there is you're gonna have to have shelter if if you can't make it out and and uh there there's ways to do it um one one way one way that that when i got stuck in 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 a, one of the sloughs was i chopped up a lot of wood and i had an axe and I had a shovel and a nice pick. So those tools come in very handy. And I packed all all the all the wood that I cut up up to where the, I could pull up the the snow machine. I got I got a little wet trying to pull it out, but I got the snow machine out. And then once I got it out I got first thing I did was try to find a shelter to dry up and those those are some of the things that uh, that we we need to air out talk about uh, the experiences that we've went through and and try to uh, teach some some of our younger generations but um, and We've always stressed it. We've always stressed this. Don't drink and drive. That's one of your worst enemy. And that's how most most of our accidents, uh, death accidents, are happening here. Um, is is people traveling intoxicated? So that's we stress that. Over and over again, um, if if you're gonna travel, don't drink. Number it's one, don't drink and drive four wheelers, ATVs, snow machines, even your vehicles. A lot of times, it's those those that make that mistake. They're the ones that we're going to going out to look for. Whether they're stuck or fall in a hole or something, they made that one wrong choice. Yeah, it, sometimes it, it doesn't matter how much effort we put into marking open water and whatnot. Uh, people that are drinking, people that have lost their mind, they'll go into that open water. Right, they'll drive right through the markers. You know. Um, so yeah, 
if you don't mind, I'd like to talk about <clears throat> a little bit about it's good. Like, uh, I hit up a little bit on on it earlier. That first guy that makes the trail that brushes through without checking the trail and comes back and says it, it's good, mm-hmm. and then they, you ask him, you check the ice. No, mm-hmm. but how do you know it's good? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I made it. Not necessarily true, though. It's you got to go back and. I bet you, if you go back, a lot of times you'll find thinner ice that's not so good. Mm-hmm. And so like I said earlier, I'm, I was thinking of the young guy that you know, over in Oscarville, or that guy who went across with the fast snow machine, and he came across with his elan, and he didn't make it through. Mm-hmm. So just because there's that trail out there is not necessarily it's good. Mm-hmm. So it. it, it can get you into trouble. Uh, we were we were taught at an early age. Think of those that will follow you. Yeah. You know, if you're going to make a trail somewhere, make sure that it's going to be safe for the people that are going to follow it. Because mm-hmm. people will follow it. You think of that elder yeah. that go, drives slower or doesn't see so good. Think of that young person yeah. that doesn't have any experience. Um, yeah. What's that? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Another thing I, I uh, my father-in-law told me when I was young, and you know, he mentioned the ice pick, the tarp, the shovel, but the thermos. He said, he said always bring hot water with you, mm-hmm. and I and I used that when we're going up to Church Slough. Our gear was starting to uh, ice up on the ice pole. When I took that transducer off, I'd get that. I brought thermos hot water and I used it to melt the ice Mm -hmm. before I took that transducer off Mm -hmm. and I thought of that and reminded me of what elders told us many times we thought out our carburetors with our thermos (laughs) now snow machines don't have carburetors I think (laughs) yeah so talking talking about ice uh, my wife and I just bought uh, ice uh, uh, windshield wipers and I've taken them off before, and I was trying to get it off, and I kept telling myself I pushed, I pushed something, and it would pop out. And uh, I kept looking for it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And then uh, my my stepdaughter started helping me, and she was mm-hmm. she took out that new one and she was flipping and flipping around with it she'd go out and try it but it wouldn't work so I started looking around for my heat gun I, I found it and got, got got the extension cord and I heated up sure enough oh. it just popped right out <laughs> uh, so yes it's it's good it's good to have it, this ice ice yeah. is something Ice build up on on anything; it'll get heavy, heavy and it yeah. won't break. It, looking at the ice conditions and how they're set up, and s- with this extra snow, is like someone is telling us to hold off, hold mm-hmm. off on uh, traveling on the river, vehicle traveling, or whatever. Is yeah, that's looking at it that way. Mm-hmm. I've got a few texts here that have come in that I should read. 
First one came from Robert Vanderpool in Georgetown. He said, no trail up there, too much snow, too too much overflow. Um, next one uh, from George Guy in Quislick reporting the, the net checkers mouth of Quislick River, five to seven inches of ice. Not very much. Yep, um, it's not thick. And then the one that just came in, he was trying to call, and I was hoping he would call the show uh, from uh, Akichuk PD. There was an accident on the on the back trail to Tulksack. Somebody ran into a dog team, mm. and I think that's important to stop and talk about proper. What do you do when you meet a dog team? You're on a snow machine. You're on a truck. You're on a four wheeler. You slow down and you give them a lot of room. Let them have the trail. Uh, what else? Good point there. Uh, just reading in the paper, there's been two accidents mm-hmm. in the Denali area. Uh, snow machines hitting dog mushers. You know, the, the professional dog mushers were getting run over by snowmobiles yeah, up there. Yeah. I hope everybody's okay up there. I, I think there was uh, injured dogs, uh, maybe severely injured. But, you know, that yeah, give dog teams the room. Give them the trail. If your lights are on high beam, turn them on low beam. What else? Sometimes you could just stop. It's always mm-hmm. nice to just watch a dog team pass by, nice and quiet. And uh, yeah, that when when we follow racers up, going up, <laughs> we'd, we'd go up front, stop, and wait for them to pass through, and then go again. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it it's a it's a beautiful way to travel. Um, years ago when I used to help mine the K300 that Discovery where they crossed Discovery out there between Whitefish Lake and Antioch was overflowing so I kept moving the trail away from the overflow and I I camped in my sled uh, waiting for the mushers I had a sled bag you know I just climbed in my sled bag and camped right next to the trail and I got up and I looked and they had, a couple of them had passed me while I was sleeping right next to me. And I didn't even hear them. They, they were fresh, uh-huh. fresh dog team tracks. Just mm-hmm. Quiet, you know. I got a text too that uh, a vehicle made it up from the bus to Bethel. So there's, it's going to start. Traffic's going to start up mm-hmm. again. <clears throat> I really miss that. You know, usually this time of the year there's good truck trails and you can go to all the village stores yeah. and Christmas shopping. They, I went to Napakiak yesterday to go to the store to pick up a present. And, yeah. You know, they always have good sales at this time of the year. I got gas stove uh, there in, in Napakiak yesterday. But it, I'm kind of curious about Antioch and Kalskag. Is, yeah. is there a trail up that way? I hear there's one where somebody came down without really checking the ice, and there's probably going to be a used trail now. There is, yeah, and I was trying to get some of them to call in here, but I haven't gotten a response yet. Um, yeah. I just, even though upriver, they usually get a lot more snow than we do. Mm-hmm. I noticed from flying around the Delta, as soon as you pass Kalskag, if Kalskag has two foot of snow, Holy Cross has four foot of snow. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lion right there, uh-huh. you know, the same way that goes further up the river. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, they've got to be four foot of snow up, up up in that area. 
And that's covering up those dangerous creeks and thin ice on the river. There's probably a lot more holes around Kalskag and Antioch. Mm-hmm. And that, that, what, talking about these trails, uh, when, when I started fur trapping, uh, starting with my dad, then my brother and my cousin, they were just one trails that we used every year, every year, um, and even crossing the land and going down on a lake, going across a certain certain trail, and those were safe. Well, there's open water, uh, you know, around. Mm-hmm. And that's that's uh, one one of the things that I want to stress too is if if you're making a trail. Make sure you you check the ice, the thickness of the ice, because that's what they always used to do when whenever we get when on our first trip is is checking the ice, checking to see how thick it is to see if it was safe so that those were that was a good reminder for me um another one is. We went. We had a lot of snow like this one year, and we went moose hunting. And uh, oh, we have a caller, uh, Jack from Bethel. Good good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. Yeah, very good point. Strong point, you guys are always bringing up. Uh, at this time, you guys are just very good reminders here on the air because of a holiday, a lot of holiday traveling be, between now and uh, New Year's Day. Uh, I'm saying this because in the past, uh, from my experiences, search and rescue, there had been. I hasty planning, traveling from like from upriver villages to Yukon, where people got lost, and uh, from uh, our findings, these people did not have survival things that you guys mentioned. They didn't have anything in the sleds. No survival gears are ava- available with the men. One thing, too, that there were small children involved in, in these tra- travelings. So people out there, those people uh, that are listening from villages, uh, I just want to suggest and really press uh, take Time, pre-plan, use that partner body system. The more people, the more chance for survival out there, with survival there, with pre-planning, with taking all this equipment with you, life savers. 
So I just want to bring that up from that uh, the past uh, searches. Mm-hmm. You guys have a good Christmas, all of you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jack. Merry Thank Christmas. you, Jack. Merry Christmas. All right. Uh, yeah, we're we're down to just maybe four more minutes in our, our, on our time here, and um, I I just wanted to mention uh, about those elands. <laughs> uh, Twelve horse. Yeah, <laughs> that's when when we we were moose hunting. That that was what was moving, and breaking trail was there was two two of my cousins that were using elands, and whenever whenever we got off their trail, we'd get stuck. So we went home. We went back to the village, went home, and then got our elands and went back up because they work and. Now they don't make them anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything's expensive and heavier. <laughs> yeah. Bravo Long Track was yeah. another good one. Tundra Long Track. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank all the people that called in today and wish them and their families and people on the Delta a happy Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Robert Vanderpool and uh, George Guy, even though they text in their good points so Merry Christmas reminder safety first mm-hmm. thank you yeah and, and and thank you to everybody that's been out there already marking trails and marking open water all the basic trails are marked and some of the there he is okay. there he is let him in we, we have a caller for Dwayne from Kalskak good afternoon hey. good afternoon hey you made it thank you you're welcome. Uh, I had a chance to flew Kalska again a couple of days ago. The big two open holes are shrinking pretty nicely, so that cold weather was doing its job. Um, up there by Birch Tree, same thing. Uh, looks pretty good, though, but the reports that I was getting was, uh, you know, trail was nice and Smooth up to Antioch. Um, not, uh, it's not marked yet. Um, we're going to go out after the new year and start marking those Antioch route and all the open water and our uh, Russian mission trail and over to Pine Mute. Thank you, Dwayne. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you. Rest of Kalskag. <laughs> And that there's pe- people. People are not going to stop traveling, no matter what we tell them. You know, they're they're going to do it. So, safety, safety first. And so, we're just coming down to our last minute and closing remarks. I want to hear from Earl and then Mark. I wanted to hear from Dwayne and just to get an idea how thick that ice is around Kalskag. Think he hung up. Okay. Oh, shucks. Well, in closing, I wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Think safety first, no matter where you go. If you do travel, try travel prepared. Know where you're going. Bring extra gear with you in case you do break down. 
have a have a backup plan. All right, Mark. Time to go, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I just we started this holiday safety travel show a few years ago. I, I just and I'm glad we were able to continue it. I hope some small thing that we talked about today will help somebody. All right. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.